back by the lake again today. Quite a breezy day. But overcast and quite autumnal in feel. to say a few words about time. Something that I've touched on a few times, I think. Um, had a few conversations with a few teachers of Zen and other things, and it made me want to maybe try and pull something together. subject. Time is something that appears quite a lot in various scriptures. Dogen, for example, reminds us that time does not cease even for an instant. And that view of time is quite motivating. This idea that we don't want to waste time and that we want to use it wisely. Sometimes Dogen, I think Kazan, talks about time passing like an arrow being shot from a bow. Again, emphasising the, the briefness of life, the brevity of life. And I think there are times when we all need a a bit of a, a reminder and a bit of a prod. To keep going, keep moving forward. But I think there's another aspect as well. Which is the relationship between meditation and our sensation of time. And so our sensation, our experience of the consequences of the idea of living in time. And by living in time, I mean that familiar story of birth, life, old age if we're lucky, and death. 
So there's an extent to which the recognition of that kind of arc, that kind of story, is uh, motivating, is true, is real, and is important. It gives context to life and a boundary to life and a sense of gratitude for the time that we have Gratitude to our parents, gratitude to our teachers of all kinds. Recognising that as time is precious, being taught how to use it wisely is a wonderful thing. One of the things where Buddhism is rather different from a conventional system of advice or motivation that kind of thing, that kind of structure, helpful though they can be, Buddhism is rather different because Buddhism is more concerned with pointing people towards reality, raw reality as you might say, as opposed to helping people find ways to become comfortable with their current view of things. It's not, it's not that Buddhist teachings don't help. At every stage, they, they do. They help at, at every stage, at every, at every time in one's life. If you can hear them and really listen and put them into practice. But, Apparently, paradoxically, I don't really think it is a paradox, actually. Apparently, paradoxically, there is an aspect to Buddhism where we teach, or they, they teach about time in order to go beyond time. So what do I mean by that? That sounds all very es esoteric and confusing, possibly. Well, if we go back to my previous talk, there is not a place where Kanzeon does not go. Part of that is about sitting still with whatever is there. Maybe all of it is about that. And Part of what we sit with is this idea of ourselves and even if it's not obvious uh, there's an element of clinging, an element of attachment which is about wanting things to be better 
more to our taste. There may be a feeling that if only specific things were better, then I'd be in a better position to train in Buddhism even. We're quite good at finding plausible reasons and excuses to, <laughs> to think about stuff like this. And again, sometimes that's, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes things do need to change. You know, part, of, part of having a, a good place to live, a safe place to live, is that we can sit in meditation with a sense of security, physical security, which I think is great. In fact, it's one of the things I value about Frostle when I go up there. It feels like a very safe place. So I'm not discounting any of that. And I suppose part of this is really looking at what's really necessary. And part of meditation is actually simply letting go of things which aren't necessary. And this is, this is difficult very often because sometimes we can't even see that something is there in part because it just seems like part of the furniture we've seen it so often it just it's either invisible to us or it just seems necessary sometimes we do see it but we hold on to it we feel we need it to be there it may be an old dream an old wish it could be an old grudge even it could be something uh, something somebody said to you many years ago it could be something that you said to yourself many years ago a promise you made to yourself for good or ill and very often this is about protection Certainly in my experience, promises like, I'll never do that again, or I won't do that again until I'm ready. But potentially that readiness never comes. Because actually, this idea of readiness is not real. It's something that we impose, something that we create ourselves. And part of acceptance is being willing to be still with whatever is there right now, completely. Without any sugaring of the pill, without any comforting thoughts such as this will pass or I can get through this, even. There are a thousand ways that we provide ourselves with a kind of provisional crutch or support. And, to be honest, maybe 900 times out of a thousand, that's the best we can do, and that's great. To do one's best is exactly why we turn up in the meditation hall time after time 
exactly why we get out of bed in the morning and sit on our bench or chair or whatever we're using when we're at home. But just sometimes being still with whatever is there includes actually really noticing things we haven't seen before. And sometimes those things we're newly noticing are to do with these attitudes, these protective positions that we take up, almost brace ourselves. And in seeing them, we come to know them. Knowing them, something opens up. And so often in meditation we we withhold. We withhold compassion and love and wisdom. without even realising it. And so weirdly, sometimes I do find myself feeling things which relate to things that happened long ago. Little areas where I harden my heart. Areas where I turned away and felt I couldn't, I didn't want to deal with difficulty, pain. And of course there are other areas where people may hold on to the opposite of that. Consolation. Even people saying nice things. It's not that not that people saying nice things is a bad thing. It's simply that sometimes that can become a, a little component in this structure that we build. And again, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's a natural thing. It's a, in many ways a healthy thing to build a self and to function in the world. But I think it's important to know what you've built yourself out of and recognise what that is and what is really necessary. Sometimes we do a bit of remodelling, knock down an internal wall, maybe open up a window. And sometimes, sometimes in meditation we actually open the front door and walk out. In order to do that, 
you have to actually understand that it's not necessary to stay in the house. Not sure if it's, I'm sure it's not original actually, but in the past I thought it's good to be bold, but not foolhardy. So I don't want anything I'm saying to sound like we are demolishing the house or destroying anything. Really what I'm trying to point to is a, a change in perspective that's possible when we lay down this, these ideas that we, we build into a structure for ourselves. And with that change of perspective comes knowledge and eventually, hopefully, wisdom. But with that knowledge also comes an understanding of the reality of the structure and also the reality of what's around it and that we don't need to stay in there the whole time, <laughs> I suppose. I have a feeling my metaphor is creaking now. So to bring it back to time, time is relevant in a number of ways. The first is that this process actually does take time. It would be a mistake to try and rush things. There's a wonderful simile which is, I forget where it is, but it warns against people wanting quick results by comparing them to somebody trying to light a fire using one of those fire drills where you have like a bow rotating a stick of wood in a, in a depression in another piece of wood and some kindling there. And the thing is that you can start that process many, many times, but there is, you know, if you start it and then have a look. Oh, pick up and you know, take the uh, take the stick out of the out of the uh, depression in the other piece of wood and have a look. Oh no, it's not it's not lit yet. Let's have another go. You can do that hundreds of times. What they're pointing to is you actually need to build up the heat. There's a threshold below which you will not get fire. You have to keep going. And. That threshold is not actually something that we choose. In the case of the wood being used in fire lighting, it's, it's, uh, physical, it's a physical, the physical laws, I suppose you could say, determine how hard you have to push down and how long and how vigorously you have to use the, the bow to build up that heat. We don't get to choose that, I think, when we are meditating and practicing in Buddhism. The key question is, is it good to keep going? 
Is it good to keep going? And the answer so far in my life has been emphatically yes. Keep going. So there's that. There's also giving up everything in meditation. As Dogen says, give up everything. Everything includes everything. Everything includes time. It's pretty clear that our existence doesn't depend on the concept of time. Because it's possible to be without the concept of time and exist. And I suppose one of the ways of looking at meditation is it's almost a, like a laboratory. where it varies a bit, but quite often it's not so much about putting things in and mixing them up and seeing what happens as it is about taking things out and seeing what happens then. When it comes down to it, I think there's a lot of clinging, which is very simply almost... Uh, homage to the future, the rejection of the present, with the idea that things should be different, and until they are different, then I will hold myself back. And I might do things to try and make things different. But as I mentioned before, there's something insufficient in this approach because ultimately this moment never arrives, this moment of readiness, this moment of perfection doesn't arrive and in fact you could say the whole point of meditation is to sit in this real state which is the real state of being in this world in this world of appearances and change and things that arise and disperse and things, are, things which are not as we would wish them to be. And to sit still, truly accept that. It seems to me to be very much sitting now. So as with so many things that I've talked about over the weeks, we have time as an arc, time as a story, and we have time as what you might call a brilliant mistake. 
which we can let go of. And amazingly, the truth still unfolds. Well, knowing that, allows us to choose how we use time, whether we live in time in the sense of recognising really the true nature of our time-bound existence and to inhabit it fully. I think this applies to many things and in some ways we become without attributes as we go forward. These things start to fall away. to know whether I've made any sense whatsoever. If I have motivated you in any way to meditate and to look with fresh eyes within meditation, then Perhaps I've not wasted my time doing this talk. Well, it's been a long one. So I will wrap up. Feel free to contact me. I'm on Twitter at jwelby. So wherever you are, have a great day and stay well.